to the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show. In the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show, we are joined by special guests talking about their experiences, their realities of investigating crimes, plus those who have experienced horrendous trauma, police, first responders, military, and victims of crime share their stories. Hi, I'm John J. Wiley. In addition to being a broadcaster, I'm also a retired police sergeant. Be sure to check out our website, letradio.com and also like us on Facebook. Search for the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show. Brought to you by 4Patriots.com. That's number 4Patriots.com. They offer the world's best survival food. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X and more. And right now, you can go to 4Patriots.com and use code LET to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order. Plus, free shipping on orders over $97. And a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4Patriots.com. That's a number 4Patriots.com. Use code LET to get 10% off. We have retired NYPD Detective David Chinese joining us again. David, thanks for being a guest. Very much appreciated. Well, thanks for having me on again. It is a pleasure. The last time we talked about... Certainly uh, more relaxing topics than we're going to talk about today. Uh, we are in the midst of upheaval, unrest. I'll be honest with you, I call it rioting. People love, the media love to call it peaceful protesting across the United States. That has not been the case. When you burn, you loot, you attack people, that's rioting. Correct. And your, your city, NYPD, is ta- has been taking it on a chin almost immediately. Yeah, it, it has been. It's we we've been plagued with uh, democratic policies and light on crime policies, as you know, statewide and especially in the city. But since this started happening, oh boy, yeah, we've 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 gotten our checked. I've seen videos. I'll be honest with you. I have to limit the amount of news I watch, David, because I get so since the very beginning when the videos released of what happened in Minneapolis, I was revolted. I couldn't watch it. And I don't know of any cop, and I'm not going to convict these guys or try them on the radio. I don't believe in doing that. Everybody has the right to due process in this country. But when I saw what happened, every cop I've talked to, whether it be online or by phone, doesn't matter where they're at, they all have a problem with it. No one said that's okay, and that's justified. Nobody. have to agree. And uh... we've been treated as if we're, we're all complicit. I don't get it. You know, it's definitely, I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone gets it. I'm as perplexed by absolutely everything. I mean, not even this, I'll be honest with you, uh, slightly off the topic. The whole idea of 2020 is perplexing. I mean, between quarantines, virus outbreaks, uh, mass civil unrest, uh, killer cop. I mean, this is George Orwell couldn't have wrote this. No, I mean, he it, couldn't. It's, <laughs> it's been absolutely insane. And I just hope as a nation and, and certainly for our brothers and sisters, we can all get through this in one piece or as much as few pieces as possible, at least. But yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. I, I'm a lot like you. I, I saw that, that incident unfold and I was horrified. I mean, absolutely horrified. It's just so disturbing, all of it. And I'm like this, David. I, I watch the news almost like with one hand covering an eye going, what's next? And then they go, and now this, and now that. Yeah. And 
it, it, and now they're they've, they've taken cops and live PD off the air. I, I don't watch either one of those shows. Well, it's almost as if the knee jerk reaction is like turned into a total spasm. Yeah. Well, somebody was just telling me today. Again, perfect that you said that phrase, knee jerk. That uh, they're pulling they're pulling Gone with the Wind out of every TV station's uh, library, if you would. You had a, a, a cop. Uh, I don't. I read the story last night, and I can't remember the department. But there's a. They, it, it kind of made a little bit of a of a splash because the cop posed in blackface when he was a, uh, a juvenile. He's a cop now. This is way before he got in the department when he was in high school. It was stupid. It was like some junior class thing. Several kids involved. Somebody ID'd this current cop, and the department is suspending him for something he did before he even got on the job. Before he was old, before he was an adult, he, he was like 15, 16 when it happened. Here they are suspending him, and I'm not saying that makes it right. No. They're suspending him for that. And they don't do the same thing for politicians who did that when they're kids. No, well, it's okay when it's them, right? Trudeau did it. Um, you know, we had... Uh, Northam, had, Bill Clinton, uh, the list goes yeah. on and on. And I, right. I'll be honest with you, but, I never did that. I knew as a kid that was stupid. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, David. Well, I did plenty of things, right? That's part of growing up. I, I, I don't say, care what culture you're in. I, I, that's how I learned. I did a lot of stupid things as a kid. I didn't do that. But if you right. if you judge me today as a man in my early 60s, based off what I knew when I was 16, you would get a very incomplete picture of who I am. Absolutely. And th- well, let's face it. Incomplete picture is what we're running on now. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you, an individual unfortunately lost his life and should not have lost his life in a very violent manner due to somebody, um, you know, due to somebody not doing the right thing is, is, is essentially what it boils down to. You, you know, I broke down that video numerous times to myself and how I would have played it out or I, you know, how it should have played out to, to go by force continuum and everything else. And everything here was disregarded. And it's a shame that, that he suffered this. At the same time, they're painting him like a saint. It, it, there's literally, I saw them do an honor guard. The man didn't have any honor. I'm the first to say it. And, I, and I'm not... I, I, I feel his loss, and, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I, I would, I'm, I'm not happy that he lost his life, but I'm happy to see that they're going to do changes in law enforcement. Some things do need to be changed. Some Prison things reform, desperately need to be changed. should be done to some degree. One of the things that really has got to be changed, we've got to start with people understanding how policing works. It is a part of yes. the executive branch of the government. So like in, in New York, for example, it falls under the purview of the mayor of New York. The mayor of New mm-hmm. York picks the police commissioner in chief he or she wants, gives them the dispatches them the way things are going to be, and they pick the command staff. But then when things aren't exactly the way they want, let's say, for example, someone's selling stuff without a license and business people complain, they send the cops there. If it turns out bad, they blame the cop. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Authorities are now checking our grid for vulnerabilities. They've identified nine key substations. If these substations are attacked, power could be knocked out from coast to coast for up to 18 months. Imagine a blackout lasting not days, but weeks or months. Your life would be frozen in time right at the moment the power fails. 
Lights all over the country would go out, throwing people into total darkness. That's why having your own solar power is more important than ever. With the new Patriot Power Generator 2000X, you get a solar generator that doesn't install into your house because it's portable. You can take it with you, even use it inside. But it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, or even your fridge. And right now, you can go to 4 and use code LET to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in a store, including the Patriot Power Generator. You also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order. Plus, free shipping on orders over $97, and a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4 That's the number 4 Patriots.com and use code LET to get 10% off. That's for Patriots.com. Use code LET to get yours today. If you've missed past episodes of the radio show, never fear. You can listen to them online as a podcast. Just go to our website, letradioshow.com, where you'll find all the podcast episodes and much more. That's letradioshow.com. Return conversation with David Chanice on the Law Enforcement Show. David is a retired NYPD detective. Um, I want to thank you for your service. I also forgot to say the beginning of the first segment uh you do a lot of work helping retired and active duty police you get more info what he does at advocacy for leo.com before the break we talked about a lot of things need to change they talk about these vague terms like police reform and that doesn't impress me i've been hearing that since i was a kid and what changes mm-hmm. is little or nothing some departments become very progressive when it comes to making changes new york's been a great example of that the way NYPD goes, so goes the rest of the country. There was a time when I was a kid, David, you're a little bit younger than me, but down south, especially in Georgia, they had a horrible reputation for anybody. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. changed. So when you say it, police reform, I think it needs to start with holding our elected officials, primarily our mayors, accountable. When this stuff out of Minneapolis, this falls under the purview and control of the mayor of Minneapolis. And yet, no one yeah. held his feet to the fire, and no one said, this happened to your watch. No, instead, they go attack cops in New York. What's that got to do with it? Right. No, and, and that's that's a big problem. You know, and, and again, I, I get it. The people are upset, and they're, they're angry, and they want to change, and we, we definitely need change. Uh, and I think it's like you said, focus, the change needs to be where it is. I've told people all the time, even going back to Eric Gardner in New York, it, you know, the cops were put there for a reason. And that reason was to address the untaxed cigarettes because commercial businesses were losing money because of it and getting off. And they went to their community board. They went to their precinct commanders. They wrote letters to 1PP in the mayor's office. And ultimately, chief of the borough sends to word to the, the precinct CO to say, get your special ops guys out there and make this go away. And like you said, when it goes bad, oops, it's on the cops. But you actually, as a politician, set this up. Right. You pass the laws, you tell us to enforce it, and the public, unfortunately, as a whole, they're too ignorant to understand. I mean, they, they understand, you know, they're doctors, they're engineers, they're lawyers, they understand all that, but they don't understand the, the, the simplicity of which most police departments operate. Like you said, PC's appointed by the mayor. 
you want to institute change, I've always felt, uh, especially in a place like New York City being so big, stop appointing a PC. Make it a vote-on, voted position. Could you Let imagine that? stand up for who they want to protect them and then therefore get their people in. Take the power out of the mayor's office and the legislators and the city council's uh, hands, and you'll have a much smoother-running police department, and you'll have a lot less problems. Well, if you look back in history, and I'm not going to get specific, but in Baltimore, where I retired from, and, and New York, they both have history of corruption. Corruption mm-hmm. coming from City Hall and filtering down to the police department. And the reason a lot of changes happened was because of that. And then in, mm-hmm. I guess, the 70s, a lot of places started saying, okay, here, we're going to give it back to city uh, council and the mayor, and they can handle it. And then it's almost as far our governors have uh, wiped their hands and said, hey, it's not my problem anymore. You uh, deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a tale it's all this time. I think the problem is, you know, looking at it again, my only real way to look at this is, is New York City right. uh, and what I see with certain issues. And, and certainly what I see is a multi-layered quagmire. Um, you know, the, the unions have a certain role that they play, I think, in promoting certain things, uh, as well as the city council in promoting certain things, and the mayor's office itself, and even the department brass itself. And then there's even society's role. And, you know, the, the reality is, for example, a big part that uh, ruins morale, uh, lower morale does lead to more incidents of uh, questionable character and corruption um, because guys are bummed out, depressed, and everything else. For example, don't lump me in as a protester and say that I'm an animal breaking windows. I'm here for the cause. And that's, they're, they're right, they are. Plenty of them are there for the cause, and they're not looting and rioting and burning right. cars and breaking windows. It's a majority. Uh, and a minority. The majority of the ones out there that are protesting and believe in what they believe in. But those few destroy everything. And you, you yell at us not to lump you all in, but the second a cop does something, you lump us all in. And the second a cop does something, a politician responds by saying, no, 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 we must make change. They're all like this. And you literally, as an officer, stand there literally getting it from all four sides. You're getting abused left and right now, uh, every way you can imagine, because of all these people who are just not willing to stand up and say, listen, this is a problem, this is what happened, and let's deal with it. They kind of want to sugarcoat it and, and, and blanket punish everybody so that they could step away and say, no, 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 it's, it's all good. It's got nothing to do with me, and look at what I'm doing. Uh, they're worried about their votes. They're worried about where their next meal comes from. That's the absolute truth. It is a, a shell game. Exactly. But I, but I also think that that, is, that creates the scenario where you see guys turn. You know, you break their spirit. You break their will. And now, for whatever reason, opportunity presents itself, and you get those corruption hazards. You get those incidents. You create yourself that us-versus-them mentality, rather than when times were good. Example, September 12th, there was no us-versus-them. It was, hey, we got you back. Do what you got to do. We're there for you. And you know what? You saw less incidents of issues because people didn't want to fight the cops. People didn't want to, you know, uh, throw 
that, uh, so it will set cars on fire, or loosen lug nuts, or plant, put pipe bombs in front of precincts. That that didn't happen because people supported their police. Hey, right. you know, these these are the guys doing the right thing. But when you take an incident like an incident like this, and you take your as like you know your Al Sharptons, they're out there creating the perfect storm because the problem that most people don't realize is the only ones who benefit are going to be them and the politicians. We become the scapegoat. You know, when you see in the videos left and right, it's going to get a lot worse. People walking around with their GoPros and iPhones on, instigating cops on the street. It literally going out of their way, calling them out. I'm going to meet you after work. I'm going to beat you up. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to mess you up. You know, blah, blah, blah. Going on. Bosses are telling them, no, 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 stand down. Because, you know, you know the order's coming from the mayor. You've seen it on the press conference. Don't engage. Don't engage. But you're creating, you're, you're, you are literally building Pandora's box. And at some point, that box is going to open. You know, you've seen the direct results with Liu and, uh, and Ramos, where, where that, yeah. that, that guy came up from Maryland and blew him away while they were sitting in the car. We have to take a short Rhetoric break, David. Sense. We are talking with David Chinese, retired NYPD. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You can find us on Facebook. Look for and like the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show Facebook page. I am Meg Marie O'Rourke from Harmony with Food. Do you ever wonder what foods you should or should not be consuming based on your own unique needs? At Harmony with Food, we are now able to determine exactly what foods we should or should not be consuming through advanced testing. Test, don't guess is the motto at Harmony with Food's BioUnique Boutique program. It has never been easier than now to determine what food, drinks, and supplements you need for your individualized needs. Head over to HarmonyWithFood.com and click on the testing tab. Return conversation with David Shanice. David is retired NYPD detective. Uh, he's also very heavily involved in, in law enforcement officers' rights and helping them rebuild their careers or start new careers when they retire due to injury or whatever it might be. David is one of those guys, like me, he's very passionate ab- about law enforcement, but he's also got a very practical side. I know you have your thumb on the pulse of what's happening in New York. All I see is what's on TV and the guys I talk to. What's the overall morale situation like there now? (laughs) Well, I I would assume that in order to have a morale situation right now, you'd have to actually have some morale. There is none at all. The guys, uh, a lot of the guys I speak to, they doubt their unions backing them. They obviously doubt the politicians and the bosses to back them uh, and lead them properly and mass chaos. It is what it is. I think it's normal for any time that there's civil unrest, but certainly who's seen it? Yeah, there's no one that's on the job now that's seen it at this level before. You know, all those that might have seen it are long gone. So there is no guidance, and I think the truth is people are terrified. I know people are going to the pension section ready to retire in, in mass numbers compared to before. And thank God. Uh, you know, and, and now you're getting hit with waves of officers being yanked off patrol because of things that would be nothing in the past that all of a sudden are caught on film and it's an issue. You know, shove this protester, push that protester, this complaint, that complaint. Guys, listen, it, there's nothing left for them. No one's leaving the job saying they're sick of it. We're all here for a calling and a passion, but everyone who's able to get out, has now decided now's the time to get out while I still can and walk away. Can um, you imagine if, if we took the same attitude 
and do the same things with just say nurses for example and mm-hmm. in the news media with politicians with activists in social media how many nurses that had their time in would say i'm done i'm not doing this anymore that the practicality of doing the job is not enough to over uh, or it it's not enough to keep them there. The passion they had for the yeah. job, which they started with, is no longer enough to keep them there. What would happen yeah. if we had that kind of mass exodus in our healthcare system? Oh, it would be the same thing. It's going to lead to chaos, uh, despair, and, and destruction. I mean, it is it is what it is. They, they're the same thing with doctors, firefighters. For I mean, listen, there's a reason why a few weeks ago we were calling them essential workers and frontline heroes. Exactly what they are in any of those positions, even teachers. Can you imagine if teachers just said, we're done? We're not coming back anymore. We're done. Teach your own kids yourself. Figure out the material and do it. Good luck on those SATs. The whole system would fall apart. Society would fall apart. How are you going to go to work and not have teachers around to teach your kids? We're not qualified to do it. I mean, I'm not saying we're all stupid, but come on. Who can handle... Who, you, you, gotta, you have to go to school to learn how to be a teacher, and all of a sudden you're going to dump it on us? So I, I, I think that's where we're at with law enforcement. You're, you're not going to get... It's very clear now that you're not going to get people to want to take this job. No. Not, not for some time. Not until this is cleared up. So your recruitment is, is done. Forget that. And, 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 certainly certainly not, and certainly not the best. The, the A-team, the people who really want to do this since childhood or were in the military and are like, man, I really I want to check this out, and they're into it. They're all in. Those men and women are not going to be signing up. The most educated, the most talented, the most passionate about doing the job will be the first ones out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't pay. Passion is one thing. I mean, listen, everyone would love to have a job that they love. But everyone would also ha- like to have a job that pays them well and allows them to live. Being a cop nowadays, no matter where you go, it- it's over. I-, I mean, again, I- I'm hoping and I'm thankful and, and-, and-, and I'm praying and-, and saying I think it's, it's ultimately going to be a short-term phenomenon we're dealing with. But again, short-term, it could still take two to four years. You know, whether or not you feel this was done politically because of the upcoming election, or it's enough is enough, or a combination of all that, the ugly head this came to is not going away with the snap of a finger. It's just not happening. It's not going to disappear like COVID did. It's going to be here for quite some time. They're already talking on Capitol Hill. Departments are already talking about defunding. Some smaller departments, actually not even, even in Missouri, they're talking about eliminating, right? What is it, Minneapolis? They want to actually just totally get rid of the police department? Not even to fund it. New York City wants to chop one-fifth of the budget out of the NYPD. One-fifth is huge. How do you do that? I don't know. And this is New York City. And the very first thing that gets caught, everybody that's been a cop, is the very first thing that gets caught is training. When money gets tight, they they scale everything back, and it becomes bare bones. Keep patrol active. Scale everything back. But the training goes down. And whether I agree with it or not is not the issue because I remember being in in-service training and having some of these ridiculous courses they would put you, like there was an assumption that we're all biased and we're all racist and they would sit, make you sit there for two hours and listen to this diatribe about how you're horrible and you're not. Right. Yeah, I was never raised right. that way. Right, but here's, here's the thing. Make me sit through this cultural diversity training 
make me sit through this, you know, CPR training, and I mean CPR, courtesy, professionalism, and respect, not medical training. Make me sit through those things. Let me sit through de-escalation training. I mean, I may say there's some value to that, but the reality is, is when you cut my budget, then make me sit through that. You're now cutting, you're now cutting from training, firearms, tactics, hand-to-hand, martial arts, boxing, grappling, all those sorts of things, not to mention CPR, Heimlich maneuver, uh, uh, you know, basic first aid, all these other issues. So now that I'm culturally diversified and I am uh, de-escalation trained and I'm environmentally and socially conscious as a police officer and I get to the scene where somebody is pure animal and doesn't care, flipped out on LSD or just angry as hell ain't gonna have it anymore, and I now have to elevate, it would be nice to hope we don't have to, but let's face it, I have to now elevate to one of those other levels where you cut my training. And there are times where it happens. It's gonna go south. Nobody wants that to happen, but it does happen, and there are, I, I hate to say this, there are cops who are very good at when it goes hands-on. And there are other ones who are really good when it comes to office, officer-friendly stuff. And you gotta have both. You really do. Right. A perfect example is when you had the Boston Marathon bombing. And you had mm-hmm. everyday heroic guys. I wanna say guys, I mean men and women, who are police, and they run to absolute horror. And mm-hmm. the way this guy was taken down with bombs and everything else, look, these courses about what you talk about being emotionally uh, sensitive and uh, socially responsible and a de-escalation king of the world is not going to help you when someone's throwing bombs at you. No, You've got to be able to rise and, to the and, and that's, I think, a big part, too, of this police, this whole police reform and, and defunding and de-escalation or, or disbanding. None of that's going to happen. Anything they replace us with or any way they modify us the simple fact of the matter is there are always going to be those in society who don't care. Or those in society that will fight whatever you replace it with, and someone's going to have to answer it. And I tell people all the time, I don't mean it in a bad way, but we're cops. We're not your friends. Get that picture out of your head. Get it out of your head completely. It's not even, it's not even a thought. We're not your friends. I'm not hired to be your friend. I'm a cop. I'm a consequence. Deal with me. You're engaging with me because you screwed up. You broke the law. You hurt someone. You killed someone. You stole from someone. You beat someone. You threatened someone. You're now dealing with me. We're going to take a short break. We are talking with David Chinese. You don't want to miss what's coming up next, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All the radio stations in the United States, there are no other shows like the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show. And on Facebook, there's only one official page. Do a search on Facebook for the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show. And be sure to like the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show Facebook page. And if you're on the Clubhouse drop-in audio chat app, be sure to look for me and follow me. My name's John the letter J, Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y. You can also search for at L-E-T Radio Show. That's John J. Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y, at L-E-T Radio Show on the Clubhouse drop-in audio chat app. 
John Jay Wiley, joined by David Chinese. David is retired NYPD detective. I'm retired Baltimore police, and we're talking about a lot of what's going on in America right now with, for lack of better words, the unrest. Before we went to break, David, you made a great point. Look, I'm a nice guy. I've always been a nice guy, but that doesn't mean every part of me all the time is super soft and cuddly. When I say that, I don't walk around like I'm Billy bad you know what, but I found out that when the the stuff hit the fan and it got violent, I was really good at that, summoning up something from inside of me. I don't know. I don't want that guy to show up now. But when you said, I'm a cop, I'm not necessarily your friend, and I'm not always there to be friendly, where is it people lose that? They expect us to be Mr. Rogers. You know what? It's Barney Fife, man. The worst thing that could have happened. That's what everyone thinks. And the reality is, society doesn't need Barney Fife. And it's not Mayberry. You know, this... I, I'm not... Listen, and again, it goes, it goes back to George Floyd. Absolutely what happened to him should have never happened. And there are safeguards and training measures that are out there. And I'm certainly all for more training into preventing those things. Yeah. But the reality is, you committed a crime. Your punishment... He's dealing with the cops. Life is like, I don't know if you're going to get the reference. Some people may seem, some people might, depending on their age. But life is a choose-your-own-adventure book. And at the end of every page, you get to choose what you want to do and where you're going to go next. And that's exactly what, what, what happened here. You know, it's a choose your own, it was a choose-your-own-adventure for the arresting officer. And he chose to act like a savage and kill this guy. He's going to ride that out now. But the same thing happens every day somebody commits a crime, whether it's a rape or a robbery, uh, a shooting or a stabbing, again, spending fake money or robbing a bank. Choose your own adventure. There was a point in time when you could have said, no, I'm not going to do this, and totally disengage from the idea of having to engage with cops. Once you say, I'm going to do it, that is now your future play. Once we show up, you're going to decide how this happens. Is this going to happen with kid gloves? You put your hands behind your back and we walk in? Because I certainly don't want to engage with you. But if you make me do that, understand you are making me now use every available option, including the radio, which brings 10, 20, 30, 40 other people coming here to kick your ass. You do not win. Even if you gun me down, you will lose. There is no win. The chances so, of getting away with it are very slim. But when you look at the news articles, the headlines, they don't they, they end with a cop shooting him, and that's the beginning of the story. And my wife and I had this exact conversation. I remember being a street cop when I was promoted sergeant, and I don't know how it's in, in New York, but when the lieutenant's off, you have a sergeant who runs the, the, the shift. And we had right. a, a protest, and it was Klansman. He had a permit to protest near the NAACP headquarters building. And it was on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And they realized when they got there that it was a holiday and there was no one around and no one could see where they're at because it was on a driveway behind this industrial area. And the guy asked me, hey, can I go down this busy intersection and do it? The answer was absolutely not. You're not moving one step. But David, and I don't take pride in saying this, I told this guy as a sergeant, acting lieutenant, said, we are here to protect your right, the First Amendment. However, if you mess up even the slightest bit, you put your hand on one of my guys, it's going to be ugly, and we're hauling all of you off to jail. There was not a problem 
at all. It was over and done with. They did their pit and they left. We didn't yeah. like them. We d- we showed up anyway. We didn't like what they believe in, but we still do our job. Right. Well, again, you know, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like they talk about shoot schools and active shooters and all that. Nobody wants someone showing up at their kid's school with an AK-47 and a knapsack full of magazines looking to make Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese out of a bunch of little kids. No one in their right mind, I don't care if they're, uh, you know, criminal or, or, or a priest, no one wants to see that. No. That being said, school boards don't want to put uniformed cops. Oh, it's too scary. They don't want to have SWAT-type cops because, oh, my God, it's too militaristic. Well, let me ask you something, in all honesty, as a parent, do you want that officer there engaging with the kids and there to protect them or would you rather somebody dressed up like a clown making balloon animals for the kids so they feel warm and fuzzy and has no idea what they're doing one of the worst things could happen is when something really really bad is happening a really violent attack and we saw it with parkland and again Mm -hmm. i'm not going to prosecute someone on the air i just don't believe in doing that however no i agree when you see video of some cops standing there doing nothing when people are getting slaughtered inside, right. part of me just goes ballistic. And how we want someone to do something. Go handle yep. this. That's your yep. job. You know, I like to refer to it as it's the absolute minimum you were employed to do. And that's it. That's it. I, and again, it, I, I agree with not uh, not prosecuting people uh, or, or, or whatnot in, on media without their side. But there are certain truths to life that you just can't you can't argue. Parkland was a complete disaster. He failed. He had lost his job in the fact that he's getting it back. Well, I don't know how that's even possible, well, but we'll I understand ha- that it has to do with a contract issue and nothing else. We'll have to have uh, that discussion later long. on. So it is what it is. <laughs> I hope to God... He he gets back, wears white socks one day, and gets fired for that. He does yeah. not deserve to be a cop. And the same goes here with George Floyd. Exactly. It's, it is what it is. There's no way to argue it. But you have to have the right people. And our problem as a society isn't that the cops are bad. We're not. 99.9% of us are not. But as a matter of fact, if you look at it, there's a lower rate of, of bad apples in our industry than there are in, pl- not in every industry, industry, but in plenty of other industries. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the first to say it, I, and I've thought of this for some time. We're not, it's the academies here are not properly trained. I don't know if it comes down to going into a national police type of scenario, but six months I don't think is enough. If it was up to me, I'd almost make it like a, a, a college class. Do your two years or four years and you get out, and you get on-the-job training, classroom training, physical training, driver's training, firearms training, and everything while you're in there, and you come out with an actual degree in criminal justice or psychology or whatever you want to branch off into and go out into the police department making big bucks, and I think you'd do a lot better. The reason that's not happening is because of finances. And what are we talking about across the country? Defunding police. What I want to do before we run out of time, David is I want to talk about your work, what you're doing now. Tell people where they get more information and what you do. Okay, well, um, for starters, it's the website. It's uh, advocacy for F-O-R-L-E-O, dot com. And uh, basically the big thing is what we do is we help officers that are getting ready to retire to um, transform their, uh, their skills and, and what they've learned on the job into actual real-world uh, 
real world uh, items that you'd want to have on on your resume for corporate America. You know, corporate America is looking for certain skill sets that we actually get in, in a first responder community, but doesn't translate well to corporate America. So what we do is we take all your information, we take your personnel jacket and all your information, and we, we work with former and current headhunters who work for these large Fortune 500 companies to break down your resume and make it appealable to corporate America. Similar to what they do for vets when they leave the military through, through VA assistance, we don't have any that currently do that for law enforcement, so we actually spearheaded that and worked, you know, get, got out there first with that. We have a couple of large companies we work with, and, you know, it, it's a great opportunity for guys. It's, it's very cost-effective. It, it's $250. We take care of the resume. We package it. We, we get you cover letters to go with your job, headshots, and all that, and you get to he- head out into, you know, civilian life, getting the job you deserve, not the square badge behind the counter, but the supervisor with a tie sitting in an office somewhere, putting your actual education and training to work for these companies in skills that they're really looking to fill. And your website address one more time. It's www.advocacy4leo.com. And by the way, look for David on Facebook as well. David, thanks so very much for being a guest on the show. Thanks so much for the conversation. We have to have you back again in the very near future. Sounds great. I'd love to be back. I'd like to thank our guests for coming on the Law Enforcement Talk radio show. The Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show is a nationally syndicated weekly radio show broadcast on numerous AM and FM radio stations across the country. We're always adding more affiliate stations. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, which is always free, please do me a favor and tell a friend or two or three. I'll be back in just a few days with another episode of the Law Enforcement Talk Radio Show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. See ya.